What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we'll be doing the new Marvel film, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, directed by James Gunn, starring Chris Pratt, Zoe Zodana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementif, Vin Diesel, Chuck Woody Uwuji, and Bradley Cooper. Now, before we get into the actual film, Carmela, what was your expectations, your context, your preconceived notion of the film Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Yeah, to be honest, I I wasn't really feeling like any type of way towards like the release of this movie. I, I think I'm just like have been generally disinterested in like any Marvel movies for like the past year or two. Like I didn't even see the Ant-Man movie like and I kind of like just decided I wanted to see this movie because I was like, oh, you know, it's like James Gunn's last movie. Like it's the end of the Guardians trilogy. Like I might as well go see it. So I feel like if I didn't have any of those reasons, I probably wouldn't have seen this movie to be completely honest so yeah but i'm happy i did i'm happy i did and yeah how did you feel about this movie damn carmela taking a stand she's not even watching it for the culture she's straight up like i'm gonna <laughs> miss know. out on it i don't need it uh which for ant-man you're absolutely right to be honest like you really you really <laughs> took uh, you really dodged a bullet there if i'm being quite honest um save 20 dollars <laughs> yeah you, you really did um uh, but for this film my expectations and and preconceived notions all that I actually was like, you know what? I'm going to change the pace. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to have some sort of like positive expectation because um, in the history of Watch With Sound, we obviously are never, ever that excited for Marvel movies. We actually don't like them, believe it or not. So for this time around, just knowing that it's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is kind of like one of my favorites from the MCU camp, um, and knowing that it's James Gunn, I've liked you know previous DC movies he's, he's done. And obviously the previous Guardians of the Galaxy films, except for the second one. So just the first one. But I was more or less like trying to come in with a positive attitude and like, like, you know, what? I'm going to enjoy myself and try not to have a sour taste in my mouth when I'm watching, you know, the, the Marvel intro and all the superheroes popping back up and stuff like that. So I went with it like pretty positive, pretty like, you know, set to like, like it at least or have an effort to like it and i know like it's hard for you know true cinema fans to actually understand marvel films you know like come on yeah just kidding um <laughs> but yeah with <laughs> and i couldn't i couldn't keep a straight face but yeah so before we get into our plot summary this is where we get into the spoilers we get into the full film so if you don't want this movie to be spoiled for yourself for a reason stop the episode right here go watch the movie come back if you want to spoil it for yourself go right ahead and continue listening but with that carmella would you like to get a little plot summary of the film guardians of the galaxy volume 3 still reeling from the loss of gamora peter quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own a mission that could mean the end of the guardians forever Oh no, not the end of the Guardians. Who would have seen that? With that, Carmella, how did you feel coming out of the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I really liked it. I think it was just a really well-written story generally, and I think it was just such a great goodbye from James Gunn. I was sad for multiple reasons <laughs> during the viewing, like because of Rocket's story, because this was James Gunn's last Guardians movie. Like, I think I'm actually going to miss him from, like, the MCU. And I think he was just so influential in, like, changing the tone of, like, the MCU into a direction, I think, that was just, I don't know, more entertaining, I'd say. And, like, I guess, I don't know, just more entertaining, just, like, really cared about and respected, like, the characters I think you can tell James Gunn gave so much love to these characters and their stories, and you can really feel it um, with this last movie especially. And yeah, I think just feeling all of that just like created like a really good positive experience. And yeah, definitely going to miss him in the MCU, but most of all, like really excited to see what he does, like, you know, as like the co-head of like DC how did you feel about this movie? 
I really liked it as well. My positive mental attitude really helped me out in liking a Marvel film. <laughs> but yeah, it was really, really good. I think this sort of went back to the feel I felt with like the first Guardians of the Galaxy um, and watching this story and the characters that are in this film and how they sort of were supplemented and told and, and written, I think was very, very well. And it was able to have me mostly invested in like a bunch of animals, like a bunch of talking animals and like obviously to just the, the core guardians as well. It like really had a lot of more, ha- had me invested a lot more than your typical Marvel film. And I think that's just because like how much I think James Gunn really had his hand in this. I think once he, once that first Guardians of the Galaxy came out, we all like were like, whoa, this is like so fascinating. It was a more comedy based Marvel film. It played a lot with the soundtrack, even though sometimes I feel like it's just picked out of like the top 20 Spotify playlist of 90s rock, 80s rock. I, I kind of feel like that sometimes, but at the same time, like I did appreciate that too, because I never really listened to that kind of music and I do love a lot of that. And in this film too, I was like, trying to roast it but in my head like, oh this is actually a, a song i've never heard before like it's a song that's like actually yeah you know yeah. kind of different except for i think they played the beastie boys which i'm like ah come on you guys gotta pick something else apart from like the soundtrack i think this is like one of the movies that like kind of set the comedic tone for a lot of marvel films whether or not they were successful in that is a different story but a lot of that comedy kind of came from this James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy film. And then seeing this one and, and knowing that it's the last Guardians of the Galaxy film and James Gunn film, it was uh, it was very sad. Like, as, as it ended, I kind of, like, realized, like, oh, my God, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy are over. I thought there was, I thought it was just, like, James Gunn's retirement from Marvel, but it, it seemed like the whole Guardians was over kind of a thing. And, and they even, like, made a point of saying, like, Peter Quill's gonna come back, no one else. It's very sad because it seemed like, this is a story that James Gunn obviously really, really cared for. And the way he wrote it in the first one, second one, and third one, not so much the second one. Second one's kind of, you know, eh. But for this one, it felt like a lot of love was put into it. And you could tell that um, James Gunn had a lot more fun with it and sort of realized, too, that this was going to be the last one. And he really, really put his stamp in it and really, really signed off in a, in a great way. And speaking of James Gunn, since it's his last film, I kind of wanted to go into sort of the controversy behind him. And sort of the reason why he's not going to make MCU movies anymore. Do you want to give a little plot summary of that as well? A little summary, a <laughs> little TLDR. Plot summary. And then sort of talk about how you felt about it as well. Okay, I think to summarize it, sometime in 2018, I don't even remember when. Um, I think it was like 2011, early 2010s. No, like they found out oh, in 2018. When the whole thing started happening? Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, so right, going, going yeah, on. yeah. In, like, in 2018, like, a bunch of, like, James Gunn's old tweets had been, like, discovered. And, yeah, it was just, like, a bunch of stupid, really weird, hateful stuff across almost every offensive topic, like, possible. Like, there was a tweet where he joked about rape and a tweet where he joked about, like, the Holocaust and, like being gay pedophilia pedophile and really ticked um, all the boxes there james gunn (laughs) he ticked like there was just like uh, every tweet for every offensive thing and this is what i remember disney's disney acted so fast oh yeah fired him it was so quick it was literally like they read one tweet like he's out of here they're like he's out of here so quickly i was whoa 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 okay all right yeah, so at this point, he made the first and second movie, and then they fired him because of that. Was it before or after the second movie? Um, the second movie had come out. 2018 uh, was when he got The same year? Out. 2017 is when he released Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Got Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's, like, solidly in the MCU, you know, like, established, like, director, auteur in the MCU. And so Disney, like, immediately fired him. And I remember hearing and reading like the entire cast of the entire Guardians cast was basically like, we're quitting unless you reinstate James Gunn as like the director and you rehire him back. And so the cast like kind of like rallied behind him and like took a stand. And I don't know how many days later or how long it took for uh, Marvel to like basically hire him back again. But they eventually hired him back again. But the thing was, during this time he was fired, James Gunn had secretly accepted a deal to make the Suicide Squad for DC. 
And so that's why, years later, James Gunn released The Suicide Squad for DC, and everyone's like, wait, hold on, like, isn't he, like, still working for Marvel? Like, what's going on? And so, yeah, that is the story of how that happened. I personally do not even remember how I felt about, like, the tweets, because I think the reaction was so fast from Disney that it's weird. It was like, yes, justice, quote unquote, was served, but like, was it? Like, I don't even remember if he issued an apology. I'm like, did we even want an apology for that? Like, was there even an explanation? I literally have no idea because I don't remember. (laughs) And at this point, it seems like it doesn't matter to us as viewers, like seeing his like, films like we're not even associating him with like his that controversy and those tweets all we remember is disney firing him and dc hiring him (laughs) and like um yeah i don't know what to make of that to be honest like it's just kind of like how fast things went when people canceled like celebrities or canceled like people on social media i feel like at this point in time like I don't know what the state, how the state of it is for you. And like, I'm not on TikTok at all. Like, I don't know how fast people get canceled, but I feel like there's more debate around it. There's more people debating around like either defending or like going against someone, but there's at least like a trial, you know, like, but with James Gunn, I feel like it was just like, no, fuck (laughs) you. Yeah, there was no trial. He's immediately executed from there. Do you remember anything <laughs> from that time, like beyond what I just uh, said, or like it's f- I don't know. Okay, the only thing I remember, the, it's funny that I remember this part. It's just like kind of because it, it shocked me really quickly because I think I was uh, in the parking lot of my old job, and I think I was like just waiting for the time to run down for my my uh, lunch, and then I read a tweet that said like James Gunn fired over tweets. And, like, I was so shocked because, like, what tweets? Like, I was like, what happened where, like, <laughs> yeah. in the middle of second, you guys started trending this dude. He is already gone. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then I looked up, like, what the tweets were and, and kind of processed through that. But, like, f- like like you said, it was very much, like, usually there's a trial for people to, like, argue on social media, say their take. And then there's usually, like, that verdict of he's fired or, you know, they take a stand with him, blah, blah, blah. But there wasn't that. It was essentially like, he's gone. He's done those. I'm like, damn, already? Like, what does that mean about, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and, and stuff like that? And, like, I don't even remember um, that whole thing where they all took a stand and said, we're not going to do it unless he's here. I didn't know. I don't. I didn't remember that at all until you said it right now, which is kind of crazy and, and kind of speaks to James Gunn as a director and what he does for Guardians of the Galaxy. If all of them were able to, like, all be pushing back towards Disney, be like, no, we want him to film it. It's kind of crazy that like that they have that kind of power, and it, it really speaks to how James Gunn f- treats his actors, his workspace, and how he loves the material. It seems like the overall tweets obviously are very, very disturbing, but at the same time, the, I, like there has to be like some sort of like cancellation time limit of like when the tweets were made, <laughs> like time uh, limit. I, like because like obviously they're oh, bad. Shit. Right? What is? Uh, there's a term there's a term for that in like law oh god we i sound so dumb right now like outside of like the jurisdiction or something like that yeah fuck whatever (laughs) you know it y'all know yeah you know what we're thinking about but there has to be like uh, in retrospect it was 2018 the tweets were like seven years ago eight years ago which is pretty short i'll be honest but at the time like i think 2011 those 2010s era of jokes was in shambles like it was very much like edgelord shit like people that like wanted to get like reactions out of people and to speak on like if he did an apology he did apologize for it he did like explain himself where like he's like yeah i know those tweets were there and like i know that like it's weird that i you know was joking around that way but just know that like now i'm not in that headspace i know that i'm a better person and that you know the kind of the typical apology and just talking about like yeah i know that's in the past but that's what who made me but i also i'm not like relying or leaning on that side of me anymore like it's not my humor it was just at the time how i felt or how i like joked around whatever whatever the apology may be but 
it's essentially what he said and like i don't know i like obviously the tweets are bad but at the same time like i'm not gonna be like oh james gunn definitely a pedophile rapist that hates gays like i like <laughs> like i don't know there's a there's a, a constitution in me that like kind of wants to make sense of it even though it's like obvious evidence like i don't think he actually thinks about those stuff and and believes it i think it was more or less to get a, a rumble out of people and you know um, try to get like that edgelord satisfaction of triggering people and being like oh my god that's so gross whoa what? can't believe you said that lol whatever but yeah the, i like the whole controversy at the time i the only thing i remember is where i was and what happened just because it was so fast like a snap of a finger and he was gone which is kind of ironic snap you know thanos whatever but yeah i <laughs> like i think it's even fascinating to that you brought up present time because like People are like on Twitter talking about this film, loving it, right? And they're like, RP, James Gunn, MCU, and this and that. They're not even saying like, you know, like what happened or why this happened. They're everyone just like really upset and sad that this is his last film in the MCU universe. Um, no one's even mentioned like, oh, he, you know, tweeted weird shit. Everyone's just like pretty bummed that he's not no longer in the universe. And like, even people are saying like Disney dropped the ball on like, you know, like on James Gunn, like saying that like, I don't know, they fucked up on hiring him or re signing him when in case like it was this whole big controversy where he was dropped from MCU. And another funny thing too, like I do remember that quickness as well, where I don't know if this, this is right, but like he gets canceled, whatever, in Disney's eyes gets canceled in MCU and then all of a sudden like maybe in the next like hour or maybe day we find out he's with the DC universe was that was that right is yeah. it that fast where like it was it MCU was drop okay yeah that's what I remember too like I remember like I like looked at my phone once he's out of MCU I look at my phone again he's a DCU like I was like what <laughs> what happened <laughs> they picked him up quick they were really desperate like we need this dude to direct the Suicide Squad um and i think too that suicide squad i did like as well and i think it was a a step in the right direction for dc but just seeing that and hearing that it was so fascinating especially for like our culture today where we have at least like some time to sit with these tweets to you know scream to the void our opinion and then like obviously like that's either gonna sway or dissuade the higher ups to cancel them or not cancel them quote unquote but yeah, the whole controversy is just so fascinating and like the quickness of it and like how quickly we forgot about it. And especially now in present time where we don't even like acknowledge it. It was just so crazy to see that transpire. But yeah, I, I think uh, back to the movie, I think I, I love that it focused on probably one of my favorite characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is Rocket. We finally get that backstory that we all wanted to hear how he got there like how he starts talking and why he's like kind of bionic and it's very very sad like i think throughout the guardians universe and and rockets universe in general we never really get into de depth of where he's came from i think like they probably like joked about it but like oh what happened to you he might have said some joke to like change the subject or whatever but yeah it's it's it was really good just like fascinating to see his backstory and it obviously had us all invested and wanted to see what happened next because of how much we care for this character and and i think the story too really pulled on our heartstrings as well where we start to be invested more in it and and start to get sad and he develops these other groups of friends and then it comes it comes full circle at the end like i i don't know i think like the idea of this being rockets movie and the backstory of it was really great to see and also too i think handling the way it was handled having rocket kind of not on the sidelines but having him live through flashbacks we are able to focus on like the other characters in present time like we were able to get like a peter gamora nebula story mantis drax and sort of have that pass around while we have you know the main subject rocket kind of out of action but also in action just because we see him through flashbacks how did you feel about the decision to make this more of like rocket's backstory combined with like everything that's happening around him how did you feel about that i thought it was so well written even like from the previous movies i think rocket's story has been teased and built up over time enough for this movie's reveal of it to like feel like appropriate and cathartic and like i was reading interviews with james gunn like this is actually what he had planned like the whole time he knew volume three was gonna be like rocket's story and I like that you mentioned the flashbacks because I think this is a rare case in a movie where flashbacks were done amazing and they those two timelines just work so well together and no flashback felt like it was like stagnating the story or anything. It didn't feel out of, nothing felt out of place. You didn't feel like you were like, wait, preferring like one story over the other. 
Um, I think both timelines like had such equal weight where both were like as enticing as the other where you wanted to know what was happening in both and they were both like supporting each other which is like how flashbacks should work right so yeah I think just using Rocket's story like literally his story was only told through flashbacks and it was done well which is like crazy like and you were hella invested you were like sobbing (laughs) like I was sobbing I was like tears just flowed <laughs> silently i was just like fuck man i think too um, especially it being you know flashbacks in an mcu film mind you was a good choice and and not to mention like if any other movie directed by anyone else they would have you know the flashbacks and somehow some way and i think this is why personally i was more invested in this film and why i liked it more than most mcu films is every time there's a flashback, they, like, mention, like, the multiverses, they mention, like, the snap, whatever exterior, you know, story has been told. They, like, mention Thor, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Captain America. They always mention, like, exterior IPs within, you know, every film that's coming out of the MCU. Not even flashbacks, but, like, every MCU film always has to reference someone from the past. The Avengers, Ant-Man, whatever. They have to be always... Uh, reeled in i think this one in particular guardians of galaxy 3 i don't think i like remember anything that referenced anything else other than themselves which i love so much and i think that's why like we may have liked it more because they did they i feel like they didn't even mention you know multiverses the snap whatever whatever big arc that mcu has portrayed or or made or exhibited that was not in this film i think i like i don't remember seeing anything about it and i think that's why like in my eyes that's why it's so successful because it feels just like a gardens of the galaxy film it's not like gardens of the galaxy and thor gardens of the galaxy you know and the avengers it was just gardens of the galaxy it focused on rocket it focused on peter gamora drax mantis nebula and i think that's too the the benefit of this being James Gunn's last film. He didn't have to like, he didn't have to follow the guidelines of MCU puts on him. Cause what do they do? Fire him? You know, <laughs> what do they do? <laughs> what do, they do you know? Yeah. Fire me again, which, uh, which is kind of funny, but I think at the same time, like, I think it was, it just felt a lot better. I, the storytelling was not hindered by the MCU at all. I think, I think it was just itself. It played out as a Guardians of the Galaxy film that so happened to be under MCU. And I think that's why like, I loved it so much. And that's why, like, I wasn't bothered by, like, the typical, like, MCU themes that would bother me otherwise. But I don't know. How do you feel about that? How do you feel that, like, we barely saw anything about anything exterior from this film? Yeah, I I totally agree that, like, focusing on the story and, like, the characters that we've come to, like, love and, like, care about, like, really, like, honed in on, like, the emotional investment we had with this movie and, like, these characters especially. Yeah, like, it's so, it's always so interesting to talk about the MCU as a whole. We can talk about its, like, long history and, like, how it started and where it is now and how, at first, how exciting it was to have a universe that was so interconnected. But now that Endgame happened, Infinity War happened, like, that interconnectedness that chapter like feels like it closed because of the end of those movies and because we feel like those stories were resolved it's sort of being crushed by its own weight now because it's too connected it's like too worried about telling so many different stories that it can't just focus on one that's why I think this movie, and I think you feel this way too, I feel like is going to be like a relic of the past. It's like going to be one of the last MCU movies that only focus on like just these group of people because I think the future, what or the way I see it, I think what the future holds is they're going to follow through, you know, with all of the properties they've like created with Disney Plus and all those stories and TV shows that were created on there. And they're going to connect that with their movie universe and it's just gotten so big that we don't care (laughs) like it's too big there's too much we like don't care anymore and that's why yeah that's why I think we cared so much about this movie because it was so small and so lovely yeah it was just like this story like it was just that and like you mentioned like what it's gonna be it's not what it's gonna be it's what it's been bro like we've been watching all these films that like mention like all these offshoot shit and like the disney plus ips and like uh the movies and stuff like that like we hear about it like all the time dude like 
so much like i get like it obviously i get like we made this giant universe it was very fun fantastic and something that no one's ever done before but now we have to like juggle so many things in the air to like have fun with the mcu film we have to like watch whatever offshoots like show they made we have to watch like six sequels that they also made that have to do with this we have to like realize who's who and what happened what what like you know like what happened with thor and what happened with like all this and stuff like that and i think it was just overbearing for especially you and me i think but overbearing for a lot of people that like aren't into marvel like that especially the climate with mcu films in particular i think a lot of people are getting tired and i think a lot of people also realize that we're also getting overwhelmed with like this overstimulus of characters ips and references to things that like a lot of people can't have fun with it like because a lot of people don't have disney plus a lot of people don't aren't caught up with like all the marvel films where at the at some point they get like feel daunted at the idea of trying to catch up or even like watching a film and then realizing they've missed like six thousand references to things that they haven't seen or understood it's just so much and and like of course like they're gonna keep milking it and keep having this this universe be expanded even whether we like it or not to be honest and like the reason why like i'm, I'm kind of emphasizing this like whole thing is because they also like did something kind of crazy because like I, I most of us watch infinity war and like we saw gamora get killed right and the whole peter and gamora thing like the idea of her coming back and oh my god they could re reunite and like be in love again but i think with james gunn and how he did this film he kind of did something crazy he did something like i feel like a lot of directors and and all that wouldn't do when they have a, like a, a opportunity to have some that like was resurrected essentially he created like a different character within that same character in gamora and sort of like put to bed you know the P peter and G peter cool and gamora sort of coupley thing and like that sort of problem of having someone that's resurrected from the dead and going to the path that's kind of typical of you know reconnecting the love reconnecting that area of romance that we all recognize and love i think like james gunn did something that's kind of crazy where he just didn't do that he just like let let them be who they be and like at the same time like i'm fine with it i don't think like anyone is like necessarily upset about it but it was something that like i personally would have never guessed <laughs> like i i personally thought like they would get back together they'd rebuild their love blah 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 blah, blah. um but that didn't happen and i, I i'm just so fascinated by that and i just want to like know how you felt about that and like how james gunn handled and resolved that sort of situation i think it's just such a hard writing problem like how do you take this character who was supposedly killed off and then revived or came from a parallel version of herself whatever happened with the gamora i don't even remember yeah another version of her i think he made such a like heartfelt and like cathartic like ending for both characters or like resolution to their like relationship slash end of their relationship peter gets over old gamora his gamora by like accepting that this is the new gamora and then current gamora like is able to understand why peter loves her and the guardian so much because she experiences you know the like camaraderie and the teamwork and by the end she like is able to understand and even imagine what it must have been like to you know like be with them and as a family and i loved that that the end it shows gamora like going back to her family essentially her found family and showing you like hey like she's gonna be fine like she she's found her people like in this timeline like she's found her universe she'll be fine too and i really love that part especially because i think at first you see like peter kind of get over it and i was like oh what about gamora she's just kind of like oh, okay bye but yeah i like that i liked how he solved this like crazy problem i mean like the romantic in me like i would have been fine if they were together but I am kind of glad he didn't go that quote-unquote like predictable route. He went like a very realistic way, I'd say. Like, of course, like she's not gonna be in love with this guy like instantly. Like, and I love how he keeps trying to like play on that. He's like, yeah, like watch this. I'm gonna like talk to this girl and she's gonna give me all this stuff. And yeah, I really like that. I liked that it was like pretty smart and clever of him to do it this way. And it ultimately what I value most is that it was emotionally cathartic for both of them. 
Well put, well put. I think the way that it sort of ended too, like I was kind of confused too, where like, oh, are they gonna, you know, is Gamora gonna join the Guardians again or whatever? But I like that it, she went back to Sylvester Stallone and, you know, he's gonna make Rocky 5000. Um, but yeah, I'm just really glad that like how that's, that sort of sorted out because like the very typical way would be like she joins the Guardians again. Maybe they eventually fall in love again. But I love that like since this is the last movie, it makes sense that she goes back to the Avengers, Peter Quill goes back home, like, it really, really tied in perfectly in the way that, like, this is the last Guardians film, and this is the last thing that, like, James Gunn's essentially gonna direct and tell, um, so even if they come back, you know, if there's another Guardians of the Galaxy, they have to, they have to start anew and have to start a, a story that's not James Gunn related, which is fantastic, because I think that's a perfect way to put that bow over this, this sort of IP, Guardians of the Galaxy, and sort of how, that's going to set it up if they even, you know, try to bring it back for whatever reason. I don't know why, but not to mention, too, like, I think the cast, all the cast, the performances and everyone, even the characters themselves, like, were fantastic. Like, you had Drax and Mantis being, like, a hilarious duo, um, them just messing with each other. Um, Nebula, who kind of was sidelined, but also acted more like the leader than Peter did. She was the most, like, rational and level-headed one and will poulter which which is a very funny funny performance like out of will poulter and and something yeah. i expect from him too which is weird enough and then of course like the high evolutionary even groot at times rocket raccoon like i think everyone had a fantastic performance and I, it felt like they really like tried to give what they can to this you know last film but yeah how did you feel about them how did you feel about the cast how did you feel about the villain and his his performance and why his motivations make sense. How do you feel about the rest of the cast apart from Peter and Gamora? I just want to say James Gunn is like, he's so good at highlighting like side characters' stories and making them feel like just as important as the main characters. And yeah, I just, I really like that about his movies. Like same with the Suicide Squad. And I think that's really where his strength is, like in terms of balancing those dynamics and really finding uh pairing like the duos like where like they'll be funniest or like be most like entertaining and i think he found that with drax and mantis and i just like want to watch a tv show of just like them like interacting honestly that was the romance i wanted because i was like they're so funny together like i just want them to just like play off of each other forever and i'm really happy that mantis got to have way more lines than she did in like the previous yeah, movies or I, any like, other property that's something i noticed yeah. right away she had a lot more lines she was hilarious and i'm glad that she was able to like be more funny and actually have more lines and stuff to say like yeah the drax and mantis like duo was really funny i didn't care if they had their romantic relationship or whatever i just hope they're like you know the besties that we all wanted to watch and like laugh at yeah palm clementine she she has really good comedic timing. She's she's so funny. And yeah, the two characters like personalities just play so well with each other like cuz they're like opposites almost like they're, but they're both stupid. Like it's yeah, they're really funny. And in terms of Nebula, yeah, I was totally expecting more from her in terms of like or like more shine on her because she I think she shined a lot in the volume 2 and like some of the other Marvel movies, but yeah, I kind of felt like she was low-key sidelined here, but you know, you can't win them all, you know, you can't juggle them all, like someone was gonna have like a little less spotlight on him, but nevertheless, I'm hoping this isn't the end of her character either, I kind of want to see her in more stuff, but yeah, I liked the direction that he took with her too, like just becoming a leader, like, you know, leading the city at the end, and like giving people what she never had, like kind of thing, like with Thanos. And Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. I, the casting felt super random until he started being funny in this movie. And I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I was like, I understand now. He's like a man baby. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I haven't seen like any other movies, like comedic movies previously like his only comedic performance i'm familiar with it was in hereditary i mean no no midsommar was in midsommar midsommar yeah that's like the only comedic quote-unquote comedic performance i was familiar with so when i saw him do that again i was like oh this is funny like he's pretty funny okay 
And the high evolutionary as a villain, I really liked him as a villain, I want to say. I was talking to Shay about him, too. I was like, compared to like all of the other Marvel villains, I feel like everyone else had been like super OP in a way. Like they were like world enders, like annihilate universes. They were like entities. They were like gods, essentially. And this dude was like just this, uh, like a rich scientist who just like wanted to fuck people up and like experiment with them. I just think like he was just such a good villain for the Guardians because they were like very like leveled in that way. Like they're on the same playing field. Like they could they could like play against each other kind of thing. It wasn't like, oh, OP villain gonna like shoot down like the underdogs or kind of story. It was just like, yeah, let's go kick this guy's ass. Like he's torturing (laughs) people and animals. Like, yeah, okay. Last thing about him. I I like that James Gunn focused making us hate him rather than fear him because I hated him so much and I was like, he did such a good job. I'm like, he's a villain because you hate his guts, not because you're scared of him. Because every other Marvel villain, they're very focused on making you feel like you should be scared of them, but you're not and you're like, okay, like, is this supposed, is this fight supposed to be scary? Like, I don't feel any like stakes here. But for this guy, you're like, yeah, I want to see his face ripped off. And then they ripped off his face. And I was like, yeah. But yeah, how did you feel about him as a villain? Before I get into like how he was a villain, I want to give it up to Chukwudi Iwuji. I definitely butchered that. I don't know how to pronounce it. But I think... He was so good. He was so good. Performance was fantastic. Like, he really killed that that role. And I was like so shocked when I was like watching him. I was like, damn, this guy's good. Like, damn, you really got it down. <laughs> He's so scary. But also, yeah. like, I hate him as well. And, like, to your point of, like, they're trying to make villains fearful more or less than hateful, I totally agree with that. Because I think something, like, in Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness, we had, like, WandaVision, who was supposed to be fearful and also kind of OP. But even then, like, even though she was, like, fearful, I was also kind of rooting for her in a way. Like, I kind of, like, liked her. So I was like, damn, I don't know, like, how I that feel That was about tricky. This. That was tricky. Yeah, right? Like, apart from this one, I'm like, like yeah, this fool over here, like, trying to make utopia like dog that's impossible <laughs> like in my head like arguing with me in my head like dog you can't do that like it's Literally, impossible like, wait, what does a utopia look <laughs> yeah, like not like this <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that was so funny they literally went to like another earth like another planet yeah. earth. it was literally the same exact like copy almost but yeah him as a villain was really good and i think also his motives too did make sense as regards to like someone's trying to make the perfect perfect utopia and even if that means like killing thousands of people, you're trying to find something perfect. And it's just so, you know, like the, the irony of it is that nothing's perfect. So this dude's on a, like a constant, like destroy, create, destroy, create, destroy cycle where like, I, I'm assuming Ro- uh, rocket is a lot older than him when he was born. So like all those years, he's still trying to do the same shit and still not figuring it out. But yeah, I just love that. I loved him. I love the actor. And also it also feels like a slight jab to Disney, right? Like the whole thing is like, this dude trying to make the perfect world trying to create something that like everyone you know right and everyone likes it and everyone's like in the perfect space but they can't find it they constantly try to create destroy create destroy these universes and ultimately can't find the right thing thinking about it the thing that really like kind of pushes it for me where i'm like okay yeah i could totally see that is that the whole sort of like objective of high evolutionary in this film was to get rocket back and the reason why they're trying to get Rocket back is because of his brain, because of what he's able to create. And in like James Gunn's situation, he gets fired and they try to bring him back and they can't do it because he's now at DCU. But the idea of like trying to get someone's brain because of what they can create is kind of similar in James Gunn's situation where like he was in the world. He had they had him. They're creating this world with him. But they let him go and they realize like it's kind of a mistake. And especially now people are like, damn, Marvel really dropped the ball on losing James Gunn. Like it's like interesting to think about in that sense. And not only that, like the idea of Disney trying to create a perfect MC universe, but constantly destroying and, and stepping in people's like favorite superheroes and super like favorite IPs to try and make this like universe perfect. Um, like Eternals and, and the different Thor movies, like they all like were really really bad they're trying to create this like 
you know universe within them to make it perfect and connect like how avengers did but they can't find that they can't do it again they can't replicate it because they need the certain brain the certain creativity to make it so i'm like damn that's really sick if it like if james gunn had that in mind if he didn't like I, it's cool <laughs> that people are interpreting in that way because in a way like james gunn could be portrayed as rocket and um them trying to like you know come back and trying to create that perfect world you know trying to be you know the eugenics of movies marvel <laughs> eugenics <laughs> but yeah oh how do you God. feel about that how do you feel about like you know it being almost like a slight jab towards disney yeah i i love that interpretation yeah i think i saw like a series of like he did like an ama essentially on twitter and basically said like rocket is his favorite character so i'm like yeah that tracks like he's definitely sees himself in rocket and his story i think outside of those or of that interpretation i personally also saw like rocket's story as like a story of like creativity i was like yeah like creativity can't thrive under capitalism all these people trying to like commodify like what you can do what you have and i was like oh my god like this speaks to me in this volume <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god it's about capitalism oh my god <laughs> i was like oh my god i mean like it relates it relates to like what you're saying too like with disney and like yeah they're trying to like capture true like creativity but all they're doing is fucking recycling anything that they have i feel like the only like original stories they release are under like pixar essentially i don't know like the future of the mcu looks pretty pretty grim without james gunn now at this point bum 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 he's coming for you (laughs) and i guess with that before we get into the other topics carmella we are in the territory of the rewriter's corner. Is there anything you'd like to change, see more of, take away in the film Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? This is a good question. I didn't really think about this. Ha! Huh. <laughs> I don't know. It probably says something that I didn't really think about this because I'm like, I've maybe nothing like stood out too hard for me to be like, oh, oh he could have done it in this way or that way. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Like the story itself was like really tight. The pacing and everything happening like didn't like deter me. I'm thinking hard here. I'm really am. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like like I can justify like the choices like choices like um you know like Groot's like not so much uh as super relevant as he was like in the first volume I'd say. Like, you know, he was like a pretty like big side character, but here like he gave other side characters like a chance to shine like mantis and so i'm like oh i understand why like groot's like kind of just there to be like a security guard essentially yeah. like he's Plus just he, kinda, like, he only this- says three words what he could possibly you know well how could he possibly be yeah, invested yeah. in this guy that says three words yeah i don't know i i don't think i'd really nothing standing out enough for me to rewrite anything so i think i'm good yeah, yeah. <laughs> what no, about I, you i haven't thought of it and i totally feel the same way like i don't think this is a perfect movie whatsoever but I think the way it was written and what we saw is good. I think it's great. And I think um, especially when it comes to, like, the MCU, we got to take what we could get, right? we got to take what, like, what uh, works yeah. and, you know, keep it with us. And I think this is something that, like, I feel like only something that James Gunn could write and direct and uh, ex- execute. So I can't be in here and be like, oh, you know what? James Gunn did this wrong. Because I, I, essentially I can't say that because it's obvious that he really put his time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears into the into the way that the guardians are portrayed and, and written and i think for this third one especially it did a fantastic job and especially tying in a trilogy as guardians of the galaxy in this ginormous universe i think he did a f- fantastic job if not like the perfect job for it um and i think he was the perfect person to film and direct this sort of you know group superhero movies which he seems to keep doing like suicide squad this one it's always groups it's never like one hero but whatever that's uh, besides the point um that's why superman's gonna be really interesting yeah right like i i'm very interested to see what he does with the dcu and it's it'll be very refreshing to have a different environment different ips to play with and see what james gunn comes with comes up with um and i think he's also just a huge comic book fan which which i love i love that he like loves superheroes loves that universe and he's able to like put what he loves onto the screen and and portray it in a good way but yeah so for the rewriter's corner i don't think i could really you know put anything on it take away anything i honestly do wish we could see more like guardians of galaxy volume 4 
or something like that nature but obviously you know it's the way of the game <laughs> and i guess with that i think one thing that we haven't really touched upon is i guess peter quill's chris pratt's future in the mcu not to mention like the future for marvel without james gunn how do you feel about that how do you feel about you know chris pratt continuing his his character as peter quill and also now that they no longer have james gunn how do you feel about the future of the mcu which i know here on watch with sound is a very hot button topic for both of us but you know just want to know what you feel after watching you know a mcu film we actually kind of really really like peter quill's future in the mcu dude i don't freaking know like to me like this movie felt like like all these characters like basically said goodbye to the mcu like i'm like fully expecting no one to show up in any other movies ever again beyond yeah peter star lord peter quill and maybe groot and rocket so that they can sell disney can sell more merch um that's really it i don't know like it truly felt like a goodbye for the guardians like the original guardians and i think the new one that they set up like i feel like they could they'll probably make a tv show out of that i'm guessing and i think chris pratt is probably going to show up in the tv show i think he's gonna just cameo in like a couple movies here and there until they eventually phase him out yeah, yeah I, I totally agree because at some point right like he can't be like the dude from guardians of the galaxy and stand up on his own like people oh, yeah, that's peter quill i think more people would be like oh it's the guy from guardians of the galaxy um <laughs> i don't think they're gonna recognize you know like how much like he was in certain movies or whatever i think he is gonna peter out. Ah, he's gonna peter ah! out. Uh, you know, <laughs> when he's like done making those cameos and other movies, other shows, and I'm just like thinking about. It, I was like, damn, Pete, like Chris Pratt just is like getting so many checks. The rich get richer. I know. Um, yeah, he's in like so many franchises. I know. MCU, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> he's in so many things. That guy's just getting a lot of money. But yeah, I think I totally agree with you as regards to Peter Quill's future and Chris Pratt's future. I think he's just going to be a dude that is in a bunch of cameos. I can't see a world where he gets his own movie. I hope not. That's going to be so <laughs> you weird. Hope not. Like, imagine that. That's so boring, bro. Like, I feel like it's, like, the fun... The reason why Peter Quill's fun is because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, maybe he could have, like, team up with, like, the Eternals or team up with, like, Thor or whoever. Ant-Man, maybe. Like, have fun with that. But I don't think Star-Lord alone could have his own movie. Like, I don't think he could, uh stand up on his own especially without like rocket and drax and mantis and all those like i don't think it's gonna work out as regards to the future of marvel without james gunn it's gonna stay the same how it is right now we're gonna feel the same way we're gonna be tired overwhelmed bored and you know still kind of upset about all of it but you know that's just the way of life as well that's the way it's gonna be and i don't know if you have any different feelings towards it like do you feel the same way do you feel like you know we're gonna change at all as regards to like seeing these movies and seeing if it's even any better like you didn't even watch the last one essentially you didn't watch ant-man so i mean i would assume <laughs> you have the same feelings if not more stronger feelings in that regard than i do to add on to your feelings that are the same as my feelings i predict that the success of dc like under like james gunn will decide how marvel like shakes it up for their universe to be honest i think you know if like everything goes well for the dceu and what james gunn does with it i think it's gonna force marvel to like change you know their plans and maybe like i don't know if they'll hire like a new like head like they'll fire kevin feige or something i don't think they fire imagine him, but I, overlord kevin feige I, gone i know um, I don't think they'd do that, but I think they'll definitely shake things up. And I think the success or failure of like the future of the DCU like hinges on that. And honestly, I kind of want that. I kind of want the DCU to like succeed so much that it forces Marvel to like like change their course, like be a little more. I don't think they're they're lacking creativity. I just think they're the strategy they had for the last ten years is not working for the current climate, and they need to just. They need to change things. I don't know what that looks like, but it's not working right now. Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, what happens with DCU, if it's very successful, I really, really hope it puts some fire and smoke up Marvel's ass to like try and do something better, do something creative. 
Um, I also think too one major solution that Marvel could have is like hiring that another flash in the pan fantastic director like James Gunn, like what Taika used to be. Um, they need to find someone like that. Like find someone that could embody that sort of energy that they first had with all the other MCU films. Like even with the Russo brothers too, how they used to be. Like I think there's so many times where they hired the right person to do the right thing and write the right thing that they created something that was big like the Avengers, like the first Iron Man stores, you know, all that. Um, they need someone like that. I think they need someone just to spice things up and take control of it and, and also just make more movies that don't need to mention everything. I think that's one thing that could solve it. Like have one movie that, you know, just focuses on that dude and not anything else. Not the snap, not like Thor, not who, you know, what Black Widow's doing nowadays. Like they really need to like hone in on like just just one off stories. Like I think that's fine. I think they could have fun with that too. Just having one off stories of you know this villain attacking somewhere and they have to fix it like okay let's do that let's let's take it back to the basics right like that's what we got into it you know <laughs> good versus evil that's it that's all we need we don't need to like reference every movie they ever made or whatever universe they're in it's just like so much for us especially to juggle people that like don't necessarily you know are in love with marvel movies but still like movies like we could still be invested in that and have fun with it apart from like having to like realize what you know what wanda did on like fucking the third episode of her show and what was dr strange doing in the first you know movie like i think that gets so muddled for us and i mean us especially but muddled for like a lot of people i just think they could you know they could scale it down you know you you guys could just you know you guys got money you could throw it around you could have some fun things happen (laughs) right (laughs) you guys got that money you guys do whatever you want y'all are dizzy you can do whatever you guys want i don't think it needs to be these like big ginormous production stories all the time man like come on let's have fun a little this is really (laughs) fun james gunn did a fantastic job i mean come on like i I don't know yeah before we get into a, a, a roasting session for mcu which usually happens in these kind of episodes um, I think we can wrap it up here and wrap it up um, with James Gunn's final Marvel film, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Fantastic film, especially coming out of the MCU, especially with, especially how we feel, how Watch It Sound feels about yeah. the, the property of Marvel. I think it's unique to have us talk good about it, right? It almost almost looks bad on us, you know, talking good about this ginormous company you know being be, being almost mcu bootlickers and sympathizers very close very close very weird um but yeah this has been our episode on gardens of the galaxy volume three thank you all for listening my name is josh nandicho and you can follow me on instagram at the space wolf and i'm carmel and you can follow me at cat malau and you can follow watch it sound on instagram at watch it sound along with listening to us on spotify sound called apple and that's about it because anchor's gone um but with those, <laughs> <laughs> with those, uh, those uh, with those apps, any any of those apps that are able for you to like, comment, subscribe, reshare, rate, any of those things would help us all, a lot, especially with the algorithm. Social media too, Twitter, Instagram, uh, liking, sharing, retweeting, all that helps a lot as well. And for the people that do that already, that listen to us and that follow us and subscribe to us both together and separately we see you we appreciate you and we thank you so much for helping us out uh, we also have a program on spotify for podcasters i think it's called that lets yeah. you subscribe at any dollar amount monthly um only if you're able to of course but that would help us a lot as well and with that thank you all for listening everybody and keep on watching for the dcu let's go dcu fans <laughs> watch what sound turn in a new leaf to get some smoke wow. at marvel's ass let's go <laughs> <laughs>